Terrace House Thursday, part three, episode 28, Starving for Affection. It's a pretty good one. My name's John Perez. I'm joined by my great co-host, Ted Trenacosta. Hey, I'm Ted. I'm 28 years old. Uh, I'm a video editor. And my type is someone who wears pants on the upper part and shirts on the bottom part. Duly noted. Um, okay, so this, this was a pretty good episode. I enjoyed it. Two good back-to-back episodes, and I think it's just because of the good um, dynamic, too. We'll, we'll dive into all of it. How can I say this? Four of the six characters, maybe five of the six characters had a good episode and we got to learn about them. Um, But we'll start it off from the top too. So at the end of the last episode, episode 27, it ended with Hannah crying at the table. Yeah, and Kai Kai stepping on that landmine. Correct. Exactly. So it picks up where Kai and Hannah, um, you know, Kai brings Hannah to the playroom and they talk about it. Hannah expressing her feelings for Rio. And listen, there's been nobody like me driving the let's get rid of Hannah train. But I, yeah. you know, I, I still feel empathetic for her. I still do feel bad for her. Like no matter how you feel about her as like how you've watched her, you have to feel bad for someone who clearly doesn't have any experience in this regard and doesn't know what to do. And they feel like they're losing. I hate to say like, this is a win or lose situation because it's human lives at stake. But uh it's depressing. It's just generally sad to see someone actually go through it, you know, as opposed to just, you know, you're watching it, how they're presenting it. And it's certainly is sad. But Kai actually gave some pretty good advice to her and just let her, you know, express herself. And I think that's good because who can Hannah express herself to um, in that house? She's obviously not going to express herself to Vivi even though we find out later in the episode she does. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not ideal. You know, she can't vent her feelings to her. She can't vent her feelings to Rio. Um, and she can't vent her feelings uh, to Emika because Emika already knows it. Maybe she feels like as if she goes to a new person, um, you know, they'll have a different perspective on yeah. it. I felt bad for Kai because he's just walking, he was walking into a slaughter yeah. and there was no way that he, like, I don't know what his intentions were. I think maybe he was just trying to chat with her. And if he ever wanted to pursue her as a potential partner, um, it will certainly be on delay. But yeah, I just feel for Hannah that she's very lonely. And mm-hmm. I don't know how she comes out of that without just having to accept that Rio's not into her and she can just move on. You know, I think this is a great learning experience for her um, going forward. But what do you think? Yeah, uh, this episode, I felt like, I know I like called Kai boring in the last episode, but like he was a, a good kind of, like a sounding board for like both Hannah and Tupac later on. He gave some very poignant like advice to Hannah that I felt made like worked in context. But for Hannah, it's, she does, she says specifically that she's afraid to like, just for Rio to just reject her outright. And like, for like, it's, it's clearly the, like the moment of like the, she was a child who never touched the stove when it was hot you know so she doesn't know what's like in that scenario she's never said gotten a no before in that scenario so she doesn't know how you would react she doesn't know to run your hand under cold water and you'll be okay she doesn't know how to deal with that situation and because like trust me as a guy who's afraid of getting the no it's like it's 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 something that twists on your insides because like it's the worst case scenario and like it's just a two-letter word, who cares? But at the end of the day, it's still someone going, I'm not going to give you a shot, is really the underlying message. Well, and it's very personal because in her perspective, it's probably, 
she's probably thinking, listen, I see myself as a nice gal. I do everything that I can. I took care of him. I'm nice to him. I joke with him. Um, what's wrong with me? You know, it always mm -hmm. comes back. The no is more than just the two letter word. It's well, what's wrong with me? And quite honestly, there's really nothing wrong with Hannah. I just don't think he's attracted to her. No, you know, I, she's, I, she's, you know, she's, she's, she's pretty smart. Say what you want about her humor, but at least like yeah. she could take a joke. Um, and you know, like she's very ambitious and those are all great qualities and she's got good features. Um, you know, good, good characteristical features. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's going to stink when she ultimately gets rejected, I'd assume. Um, mm -hmm. but it, it's, but like Kai said, it, if she at least takes a giant swing, she can't fault herself. Yeah, you know, exactly. She, you know, shoot your shot. We talked about it last time and we gave kudos to the editor of the episode, the video mm -hmm. editor for the episode. Um, how they ended the final scene in episode 27 um, and how it was on Hannah crying and they were silent yeah. in the background. I also liked how they sort of had the interchanging As she was talking between, about, yeah. right, when Hannah was talking about Rio and then they panned to, um, or they cut to the living room with Rio and Vivi uh, basically flirting with each other mm -hmm. and whatnot. So I thought that that was pretty good. So back to back, two thumbs up uh, yeah. to the video editor. He did a really good job with that. Um, but what did you think about that sequence, too, um, just of Vivi and Rio getting to know each other and then Hannah just pouring her heart out to uh, poor Kai oh, downstairs? Just that in general. I was, I'm far more, I was far more interested in what Hannah had to say and how Kai would respond. Kai seems more like a, a philosopher than a comedian to me at this point. <laughs> and, it's, and then it's reinforced later. I had, like, no interest wa watching them flirt honestly would rather had just walked stood up and walked to my herb garden and watched my herbs grow for 15 minutes and like honestly i thought it was going to be a dud episode because during that scene i was like oh is this is this is what i'm gonna have to deal with for 40 minutes mm -hmm. because it it looked like one person was trying a little too hard like he was putting on a front and it didn't seem genuine was that person the blonde girl who just came on recently? No. Oh, it was right, the basketball it was the opposite player. Way. No. Okay. Okay, fine. Then let me present to you a yes. hypothetical situation. We're at a bar. I mean, we've known each other for four years at this point. Yes. I feel like, so you know me by now who I am as a person. We're at a bar. Somehow I'm hitting it off with a girl. Having st my mouth is not full of feet at this point. She goes, hey, I really love balsamic vinegar. If you heard me say, oh, man, that's crazy. I love balsamic vinegar, too. Oh, Hellman's makes the best balsamic vinegar. You'd go, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, but it's funny because it's, it's like, what was it? Pumza, what's it called? Ponzu. Ponzu, right. It's uh I mean, it's it's like it's a, like a citrusy, like yeah. Um whatever. Anyway, yeah, that's great. They both love Ponzu. Yeah. Um and yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's weird, but I didn't know that there was a cult following for Ponzu between yeah. the two of them and they were the co presidents of the yeah. Ponzu fan club. <laughs> but yeah, that I, you know what? I think he's just trying to be funny with her. I don't, I don't know. think I don't think he's really that dedicated to Ponzu. Um or it she is, me, for that matter. It To me, it sounded like... Well, well like, I don't get... What, like, even if, like, she was doing it for a bit, why even bring it up then? 
Well, I mean, it's just like they're trying to get to know each other. But that's a weird thing to say if you're trying to get to know someone. Well, listen, she might just be a weird person. You know, but, yeah. I mean, we'll find out. <laughs> and yeah, and that's why I like, because like, I feel like I'm more focused on who Rio is as a person than who Vivi is because she's only been on for two episodes. Mm-hmm. So him to act like that is much more different than how Vivi would ta- were to act, you know? I think that she tried a lot harder than Rio in that, you know, there were little things that like, it was obvious that she had done her research on Rio mm-hmm. and that she was letting him know that she had done the research. So it would not surprise me if the three newcomers had been following Terrace House the entire time. Like that wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me. In fact, yeah. even Tupac says that later in the episode that he didn't think Emika would still be there um, yeah. by the time that he arrived. So there's that. So let's assume that Vivi had watched every episode that it aired up until that point and got a sense of who Rio was. Um, and then afterwards, like, you know, she said that um, uh, her R on her necklace is like similar to his, his emoji, which is the basic, like the basic avatar picture um, yeah. for your profile in anything on anything. Um, but it's R for Rio. Um, so she tried no, with that, but that's no, like, that- Rio made that joke first. Right. And then she said it was for her last name. And then also she was like, also my ex-boyfriend's last name also started with R. And I'm like, uh, I mean, it was both like, that's why I just didn't care. The things right. they were saying were just so just nonsensical. Like, right. I guess that's flirting. I'm, maybe I'm, uh, I'm bad at it. So what do I know? I just think it's a little refreshing because the constant theme of all the Terrace Houses that I've watched is that everyone is just so hesitant to jump into a relationship and it takes a lot for those relationships to actually happen and fester. Um, so for me to actually see like flirting and two people actually enjoy being in the presence of one another is a little refreshing on, on that end, but I get that it but can be boring and monotonous. And but that's more of a, uh, it's a cultural thing. Right. Like it always is. It's a cultural thing because like they go to the pan- the panel and they're talking about how like sparks are flying and it's like, because like every other interaction in Japan is so far different than what that seems to be and what is right. that it's it's something so new to them that it's like oh they must have a lot of chemistry because look how they're acting well and they're both westernized too exactly you know and Rio Rio is very Americanized like when mm-hmm. you do hear him speak in the sub uh, English is uh, sub English words that he says like it's very very casual I think at one point he said that uh, you know think uh crossing his fingers and like I know these are little yeah. things to an American audience but it's just like those are little idioms that like we'll mm. use here and don't think anything other. Yeah. I think Pepe like told him that like he feels he feels salty sometimes and like Rio understood what that meant like so like mm-hmm. so that's that that's happened um I feel like the more episodes I watch the more I don't know Rio and then he's not on the screen that much because he's always on the yeah. phone which I want to get to know him because I still feel like I can't judge him like at least yeah. I knew when Pepe all the time was working hard, mm-hmm. like you still saw glimpses of who he was as a person. You're not yeah. getting that with Rio besides the one game that he balled out. Yeah. Um, so that's. Well, that so he's my, not uh, having any more interactions than he used to. Cause you right. know, obviously with the departure of Pepe, I will right. say this, he went out with both Emika and Hana before. Yes. And so then he, and now he's going out with Vivi and this is the first time he has asked the girl out as opposed to being asked out which I thought was interesting. Maybe it's telling or, you know, him just trying to do something, making himself seem more interesting. Who knows? Well, that's interesting too, because you're right. I hadn't thought of that about how the the two girls have approached him. 
do you think that's just because, and listen, you know, let's, let's not pretend it's not what it is. It's still a reality TV show. Mm -hmm. Do you think that when they asked him out initially, he's like, well, I can't, I can't say no right away. Like I might as well try it. You know, like, because I, I, I don't think he ever really had romantic sparks for any of them, uh, for no. Erica or, or Hannah. I agree. It's, I think it's because, yeah, I, I think it's he didn't want to say no. But, like, the places he, like, the places he went to with them, like an expensive sushi bar and then, like, a hot springs, <laughs> isn't a place I'd be like, well, we just met and... I don't know how comfortable I'd be in a situation as I guess romantic as that would come up, come across. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just remember he's coming in after like Kenji was clearly playing to the cameras and so is yeah. uh, Haruka. So it's maybe he was more cognizant of that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. But okay. So let's move on. Um, at least my, my favorite character of the episode and it's been his, he hasn't had a lot of episodes, but I think Tupac really shined in this episode. Uh, how about Tupac at the buzzer? Emika's ready to put the food on the plate. And he's like, hey, you want to go get some lunch? <laughs> you want to go, go for a drive? Want to go for a drive and then get some lunch? I know. <laughs> Which I don't know how far um, where they went the restaurant is from Terrace House. It's quite um, the drive, I think. But there was a part of me that felt bad for Emika because I'm hungry all the time. And yeah. she's getting ready to eat, you know, probably like salivating. Like, okay, I'm going to, you know, have lunch or whatever. And now she's probably in the car for another half hour. And then they have to walk to this place. Yeah. I mean, she seemed but very... Let's, let's not talk about Emika. Like, Tupac yeah. was the... Yeah, but she seemed very game for it and very happy to do... More than happy to do it as opposed to, like, how she usually is when, you know, someone approaches her. What do you think Emika's perception of herself is? I truly have no idea. Yeah. Because she talks about how she's was like not popular in high school and that which and she's not popular and like she's very introverted and like I've always felt the contrary to that about her she was very you know and she even says that's like maybe it's because how like I dress very flashy my fashion is very flashy and I was like I, I guess I don't really know because I don't know how I would feel in that situation Granted, I wasn't like a social butterfly in high school either, but, you know, I don't look back on that and go, oh, yeah, I was, uh, I was very introverted and uh, I try to, you know, supplement that somehow. I mean, in my, in my high school, we just wore uniforms, but I just felt like That's we were same. in between, like, I was an in-betweener, you know, I wasn't popular, but wasn't, wasn't, you know, a dork, wasn't a loser. Uh, um, I so like that- never made the effort. I was, I was... St- I had learned so early, I really don't care what my peers think of me. Right. Like, that was ingrained in me very early in high school. So, like, I was the, like, I was the guy who was playing Magic the Gathering at lunch, but, like, not hiding out in the library. I was like, no, let's just, we're at a lunch table. We're already sitting down. Let's just do it here. Who cares? Right. Who sees? Yeah. No, I understand that. Um, but, yeah, with Amica, I think, I think that's the one constant theme that we're seeing is that, and I know that we, we have a quota to say Pepe every episode, but it's just like, mm-hmm. you would think a guy like Pepe, who is a successful manga artist now, and who was a model, would have more self-confidence in himself, and, and girls yeah. would be oozing, you know, to, 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 to get with him. And then same thing with Emika, too. You know, she's, mm-hmm. she's an attractive girl who dresses nice. She, you'd assume that she would be uh, more popular than she is. But I think we're learning more that, like, or maybe it's in Japan, or maybe it's just in life, but 
because um, we talk about the cultural differences, it really doesn't matter what they look like or how they dress. They still have their own problems and they have their own um, hesitations. Something, you know, so, something Shrek, something, something onion, peeling right. back the layers, you know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What did you think of the date? I thought the date was in, like, it was, I think it was good because they're, they both stated they're comfortable with silent, like a silence. And like, Emika even says like, we kind of fell into a lull, but like, it wasn't a, an awkward one. It was very comfortable. She like was very fine and she didn't need to feel pressured to stop. She even said that two plus was very good at leading the conversation, which surprised me because I didn't think he'd be one of the lead conversations, especially with how he speaks. I think he's a very thoughtful guy. Yeah. And I don't know if that has to do with being an assistant to Lily, uh, to, to Lily Franklin, right? Lily Frankie. Um, but I also think too that, you know, being a personal assistant you, and, and being a personal assistant for somebody so successful, he probably matches their mannerisms or he probably observes things about Mm-hmm. Um, the the people that Lily's around and Lily himself. So he probably has that mindset and now he's just programmed, um, you know, to think that way. But I think he's a very thoughtful and pensive guy. Yeah. Um, and I think that we're going to see, this is just my prediction, I think we're actually going to see more of him come out and be forward. And, yeah. you know, not for nothing, like we've seen so many times on dates or just interactions on this show where nobody knows how to lead a conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. actually nice to see um, Tupac do that. And it was nice to see Vivian Rio like interchangeably be able yeah. to speak to each other. No problem. So that's actually nice because communication can be a problem in the show. So I was happy yeah, about that. Exactly. And it like, it brought me like, I know I'm bringing up Pepe again, but it brought me back to thinking about like the Pepe Haruka thing. Mm-hmm. Haruka stated, she was like, I just don't see us. I'm not going to give him the shot to get to know him. And I'm just going to shut it down now. Whereas Emika, I think in any other situation, wouldn't give Tupac the time of day. But she's like, no, I want to get to know him, which is what right. we've been talking about. It's like, isn't that the point of dating is, is to get to know him? And it's like Tupac and Emika are just the inverse of Pepe and Haruka, where it's someone getting a real chance to actually get to know someone and see if there's something there rather than just shutting down face value. Yeah, and I'm happy about Emika actually coming out and saying, too, um, that she was thinking about leaving. Like, she was mm-hmm. she was done. She hadn't found love. That's it. Um, but then figured she'd at least wait it out a little bit, and it seems to be that she's being rewarded for that. But you're right. I I, I guess I misjudged Emika earlier. But oh, I, so did I. I feel like, but I feel like we didn't have the evidence – um, or we didn't at least see it on screen with her. So with that said, like, it's nice that she's actually given this guy the time mm-hmm. of day. And like, I hope that um, more castmates do that when they come forward, whether, you know, male or female. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's, that's one good thing too. Uh, I'm also starting to see that, and, and we'll talk about Tupac later on, because this was a big Tupac episode. I, I, I think Emika, on top of just being a nice girl and, you know, a nice woman who is giving guys chances, I also think she likes guys that have a little broken edge to them. Um, yeah. She likes Ruka. She, <laughs> she likes Tupac. So I don't know. Um, you know, those are two very good looking guys that mm-hmm. had some, you know, bag, not baggage, but like they were hurt in some way or had some confidence issues. Yeah. Um, I don't mean, I don't think Ruka was hurt. It was more that he, he was had just, no self-confidence. Yeah. He just had no, he had no direction in life. I mean, at least like Tupac does and like have a little direction. Correct. He has some drive, I think. 
But then, you know, then my heart really went out to two plus. And I think that that's just something that regardless of your age, um, it's still who you are at the core of the person when mm-hmm. um, after, after the date, whatever the uh, later scenes is where uh, he's drinking alone at the table. And you could tell that he's already had a few drinks at him and Hana and, yeah, and he's Vida got the Asian glow. Them. He's got the right. Asian glow about him. <laughs> yeah. And, and they ask him like, well, have you been drinking? And he goes into a whole diatribe about how, and I'm paraphrasing here about how he was never, he never felt loved. So he's not able to love other people, which, mm-hmm. you know, we could dive into why that's wrong, but I feel bad. Cause you have to remember, here's a guy that wasn't born in Japan, came over to Japan is only with his mother. And you know, he reveals he's only with his mother um, and his sister, right? I think just his sister, yeah. the two of them, right? And, and really wasn't raised by his father. And he started working, I believe, at like 14 years old. Mm-hmm. So that's eight years now. That's, that's about a third of his life Yeah, he's been working. And I'd assume, you know, it's probably ingrained into his brain. Like, you got to work hard, got to work hard, got to get out of this rut and try and be the best guy that you can be for your kids going forward. I just think he's too young to, like, have that. It's a good mindset to have. Don't have me wrong, but I just feel bad for him because, you know, at the end of the day, like everyone still wants to be loved and he, mm. he, he doesn't feel that. So whether he wants to date Emika or not, um, we, we could talk about that in a second. But, you know, it's actually nice to see that people genuinely care for him so far. Yeah. And that he, you know, at least seems receptive to that and he's breaking out of his shell. I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, it, was the, it was a debate. To me, maybe I was looking into it too much it seemed like a debate between conditional versus unconditional love. Right. And like, I can't argue, like I can, I think my, how I feel about it is that they're both right in the sense that like, you need to feel that way, but to, I feel like in order to be able to learn to love yourself, you need that conditional love. Cause Vivi was talking about how you need, like to, in order to show love, you need to, learn to love yourself and then you're able to express that love. And Tupac's argument was I've never had like someone express love to me. Like it sounds like maybe his home life wasn't the best life. And so his like family, like he never had that conditional love of just his, like a family, like a family member, just, you know, just treating it like just loving him. how like your mother or my mother would, you know, right. treat like handle me us. And so I think you need, to you need the first in order to really learn the other. I'm not saying that Vivi's wrong because she brings up a lot of really good points that really changed my perspective on her. I I like that she brought up like that you know two possibilities might just be playing the victim because he doesn't know any better, mm-hmm. and I think she might be right that like he since he doesn't really know he's just blaming himself, whereas like it, he it could be a lot of other factors that are at fault. She does bring up that, like, just because, like, you don't know how to show love doesn't mean you aren't doing it. She talks about how he, you know, does the chores when he wakes up. And she's like, that's like an act. Don't you think that's an act of love? And I disagree with her on that front where it's, you know, that's more of, like, a context matters. Because, like, he might just be doing it because he's so used to do it for Lily Frankie. And it's just like, oh, well, I'm up and no one has done it, so I might as well just do it. And unfortunately, Tupac is a sad drunk and not a wild drunk. Well, that can change. Yeah. That, that can certainly change. I think he was just thinking about, like, he had just had that conversation with Kai where he broke yeah. down, which is, you know, what we didn't mention. But that was, that preceded him being drunk at the table. Yeah. And so we that was definitely about, on his mind. And with that discussion with Kai, you learned more about his relationship with Lily Frankie. 
Yes. And that we didn't know before because we just assumed he was just his assistant and that was that. But like Lily Frankie does take care of him and does try to, you know, lead him and, you know, actually show this kid something as opposed to like how other assistants are just do this and this. All right, cool. Thank you for your time. Yeah, he's sort of a he's sort of a father figure to him, yeah. which is nice to see and something that, you know, listen, Lily Frankie will probably forget more about Tupac than we'll ever learn about him on mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. Um, which is a good thing. And he seems to be a good guy. And at least when he was on camera, he was very candid and very fatherly, you know, paternal yeah. towards him. So that was nice to see. A little creepy with the Emika uh, bikini picture. So just throwing I, that out I there. Figured I mean, you're that's something bring you don't the, want to bring up on camera. I figured you're gonna bring this up. <laughs> so when you're like a personality, especially on like TV in Japan, you have a character. And like at some point, it, it's not just in front of the camera. You have to be that way all the time. And right. Lily Frankie's character just happens to be a little more perverse than is more comfortable. I'm okay. not saying I agree and that's okay. It's just, it's about, you know, the, your image and how people have perceived you for so many years. It's super uncomfortable. I don't like it, but that's just the way it is. <laughs> My thing was just like, listen, Lily, you could think she's an attractive girl, yeah. but, but keep it in your head. You know, <laughs> and just tell Tupac, it's like, oh yeah, she's very pretty, you know, go for it. You know, like yeah. good luck, whatever. But you know, once he's like, oh, a bikini shot. It's yeah. like, all right, like Lily, let's, <laughs> let's relax over here. But yeah, just, just a few closing notes on Tupac. Um, you know, I do feel bad for him. I don't think he's ready to date yet. And I agree with Vivi that like, at least those are some sort of acts of love because yeah. you know, he's trying to reciprocate it because they gave him um, and Vivi and, and Kai the, um, the welcome party. I think in his case, um, it is nice that Emika is giving him the chance. I don't think he's ready to date, but I think he does need to like make friends. So yeah, even if oh, him and sure. Emika don't become, you know, a romantic uh, couple, they could still be lifelong friends. You know, like you, you still become friends with this. I, yeah. I know like there's a bunch of subreddits and, and all that showing pictures of like former Terrace House castmates all, you know, hanging out with each other. Yeah. I know the Aloha State uh, people are in communication with each mm-hmm. other too. So like that could totally happen. And, you know, for someone like him, like his best friend shouldn't be Lily Frank. Yeah. You know, it should be someone his age. Exactly. Um, so I, I hope that like he's able to work on that. And like, that's my goal for him. I like, think this he, is a great environment for him. Yes. Like, like regardless, like regardless of how he's going to come out of it, I think this is, could only be for the better of him as him trying to, you know, be more socially available to people his age rather than just being around, you know, elderly Japanese men who are successful. Right. I was thinking about it too. And going back to the other, um, other series of Terrace House, I think maybe only Kenny was the, the only guy in Tokyo 2019, 2020 of all the castmates who have like, you know, like busted chops, you know, or like some of his words could seem like demeaning. Mm-hmm. Well, like when they, like when he, he ragged on Ruka for, for his pasta or when he ragged on him for um, getting Kaiori her gift. Like yeah. Pepe was really positive. Rio was positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kai seems very positive. So I, I actually like this environment a little more than them trying to stir the pot. Yeah. Uh, amongst the two. Listen, I love conflict more than anybody, but I think just for this case, um, at least right now for Tupac, like he should have no toxicity, you yeah. know? Um, so, so that's how I feel. That's why that. I liked it. Didn't become a big argument despite Tupac's tone. Right. Like Vivi did a really good job navigating that and never making it seem like it was an argument 
just more for trying to present a different perspective that clearly Tupas is unfamiliar with. Right, and that'll lead us over to Vivi now. Um, I, she just seems too good to be true, to be honest with you. But, like, I'm giving her, a, you know, like, she's got the benefit of the doubt for me mm-hmm. in my case. But I, I think with her, like, she, she really has, um, you has said it on the panel, she's a rock star. She's been very good. She's had positive episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe this is just who she is. You know, it's such a small sample size. Yeah. But, you know, the way that she was just so calm and talking to him and just so relaxed and actually had educated arguments. Yeah. And it um, seemed like and, it, was, it wasn't just for Tupas' sake. It also right. was for Hannah, yeah. who was also sitting in on that. And, like, I know, like, they're supposed to be rivals or whatever for Rio, but she it was never antagonistic between those two about it she's still genuinely trying to help hannah figure this out which is like could not be said for so many other people that's ever been on tara's house right exactly so i'm liking what i'm seeing out of vivi so far Mm -hmm. um and yeah she really hasn't done anything like even in how she's gone after rio or whatever like she hasn't done it at the expense of hannah yeah even though like it might be perceived that way but she hasn't uh, mm-hmm. so she's done a good job with that. Uh, it, it's actually nice to like get to know Emika a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You know, like at least see some Emika there because mm-hmm. she had been non-existent for a while. And Kai was a good listener. You know, this was yeah. Kai. Kai. Kai would be the unsung hero of this episode. Yeah, he. He was. He's a re- like modern comedians or modern day philosophers, whatever. But like, he was a he was a great sounding board for just letting people bounce things off him and then he can like hit like his calm responses to help them like Tupac's crying and being like i've ne- like it's i don't know how to feel and he's like yeah but that welcome party was like a great experience it was like i, I it was nice to be feel welcomed and it was good to have that right yeah a hundred percent um anything that you want to look forward to next episode um so we're gonna hopefully i'm imagining uh, uh, Tupas and Emika go see yesterday, which is a shitty movie, but it's a whole different <laughs> discussion. Uh, I kind of want to see Rio and Vivi's day just to see if they're like how their you know interaction is to see if it was if I if I'm justified in my front that Rio is just putting putting up a face. Uh, hey Kai. Gotta get on stage at some point, my guy. Yes. You gotta say something. Gotta do some bits. <laughs> and uh, that's it. It was interesting that uh, Tupas had, quite frankly, asked Emika what constitutes a date. Right. Which I've had that discussion before with someone, uh, not someone I've dated, but right before I've dated someone. And it's a, not an awkward conversation, but it's a, it's another philosophical one. <laughs> exactly um and credit to Emika, she didn't seem thrown off by that no. yeah i want to see i want to see kai on stage i know that it's a huge misnomer that comedians have to be funny all the time yeah but i mean my god like this guy hasn't even had like a funny joke yeah like even just like you know like tease somebody nothing no yeah nothing at all um so i'd like to see a stand up um mm-hmm. and i'm hoping that we get that in the next episode yeah, that just would be some really wit nice. some wit from him right doesn't have to be like a whole bit but just some some playful wit from him would be great. Right. Um, okay, let's get to grades. Uh, we'll start with Tupas. He was the star of the episode. 
Um, I'm going to give him an A minus on this episode. I, I really liked where he was at. Um, I didn't like, so the reason why he doesn't get an A is that he had such stubborn, like he was so stubborn in his beliefs early on. Yeah. Um, but you know what? He did need someone like Vivi to bring that out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody ever gets a perfect score with me. So that's why he'll get an A minus. Um, and same thing with Vivi. Vivi gets an A minus. She did a really good job in this episode. She was a rock star to both Hannah and Tupas. Um, mm-hmm. Did a really good job. Uh, I like the way that she, um, you know, navigated that whole situation. And I think for her, um, we're really seeing a good, good base for her, at least to get to know her as a person. But for those two, uh, what are your grades? Yeah, I'm with you. A minus for both of them. Maybe Vivi shading on the uh, 90, 89, 89 point something. Because, like, I know, like, maybe also with her and Rio, maybe that was also phony. There was, like, there were some things in that interaction that didn't sit right with me. I don't know what it is. But, like, everything after that with her was great. Because she even, like, we didn't touch on it, but, like, she even sits down with Hannah by herself and is like, I just want to make sure, you know, when that had happened. Were you crying or, like, we? I couldn't tell if you were laughing or crying and I just want to make sure you're okay and I don't want to make like that the ground between us is okay that like I'm not trying to you know do anything funny here right yeah and credit to her for like not being confrontational about it and putting Hannah's feelings into play which Mm -hmm. we haven't seen we haven't seen a lot of in other Terrace House series well people don't even do that in general well that right exactly um so there's that and you know for Tupas a minus I mean, like, I didn't, like, I don't have a bad thing to say about him. Right. And, like, it was a good episode for him because, like, he, he's being put in situations that he's never been in before, talking to people his age that he's not very comfortable, and he's, you know, navigating well, and he's shooting his shots. He's a better shooter than Rio. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. You brought up Rio. We might as well bring it. Um, Rio gets another C-. minus. The, the guy brought nothing to the table. Um, his jokes really – I mean, listen, they might have landed with Vivi. They weren't that good either. Um, nobody loves a condiment that much. Let's, <laughs> let's relax. If you need your boys to come and back up how much you love something. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's relax here. We didn't see a lot of him. Uh, and I, he's not going to get out of the C range unless like he absolutely kills it on the date with Vivi or he actually, um, lets Hannah down. Yeah. Like you, you gotta see that. Cause he know. listen, I think Rio and the whole team watches the episodes. Like I think Rio knows what's going on. Um, yeah. And it would be nice for him to just say, listen, I'm not into you. We could be friends. You know, do that whole song and dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's how I feel about Rio. Yeah, I um, incomplete. Can I give an incomplete? Sure, yeah. Because, like, I don't know. I Like I said, I feel funny about his interactions with Vivi. And I don't know how genuine that comes across. I feel like Vivi comes across more genuine in that scenario than he does. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just me. And so I don't want to just grade him unfairly if, you know, my bias of just going, oh, I didn't think you, it was genuine. And then he just didn't do anything else and just give him a failing grade. Okay. Or just, you know, oh, well, you know, maybe he did do a good job and then give him a B. I just don't know how to feel about him in this episode, especially when he wasn't uh, in it a lot. And you couldn't hear his side. It was, you only got one side. Right. Uh, Kai gets a B plus. Kai did a really good job as a listener on Sung Hero. Mm-hmm. He was the glue guy, the X Factor, whatever sports yeah. analogy you want to throw out there. 
Uh, I just can't wait to see a stand-up. Uh, yeah, I'm not expecting good, much, but I just want to see it. Yeah, he's a good clubhouse guy. Yes, real spark very good plug in the Real spark plug in the club, clubhouse. He is the Juan Uribe. He's the Don Mattingly. He's, <laughs> that's who he is. He is Don Mattingly when he was playing, not when he was managing for the Dodgers. Anyways, yeah, Kai gets the uh, a B plus. Yeah, I feel like that's an acceptable grade. It's like I was very surprised with how poignant he was with Hannah. I didn't expect that from him, but that's just because he seemed like there was nothing going on with him. He just seemed very boring. So it was nice to see him kind of be like, be more personable, especially when Hannah was like, I'm sorry, I'm telling you that Vivi seems to be into Rio. And he's like, nah, I don't give a shit. Ah, fuck it. That's not going to deter me. I'm still going to try. And I was like, yeah, dude, you know what? Maybe you're going to lose, but Hey, you're You're ready to accept that L and that's acceptable. Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. For me, Emika, oh no, let's, let's go with Hannah. Hannah gets a B. Um, listen, I, I'm glad that she was so upfront with Kai and she was also like Tupac's receptive mm-hmm. to, to his ideas. Um, I, I just think for her, like it was good of her to not hold grudges against Rio or Vivi. Yeah. And in fact, like be very nice and very cordial to Vivi. Um, because at the end of the day, she's not battling Vivi. She's battling herself and she's bat- yeah. It's like, it's between her and Rio. It's not really between her, Vivi and Rio. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's how I feel. Um, that's how I feel about her. She really didn't like, she, she had a good episode. She didn't do anything bad. Um, mm-hmm. so that's why I give her the B. Yeah. B plus, I think she, it's tough when you're, you know, going through some shit. And then, you know, the world can see you going through that shit. And, you know, she's a wrestler, so she has, like, a persona she needs to convey to people. And the fact that that might be breaking. I don't know. I don't know the term for how wrestlers always have to act in their personas. I don't know know if that's – I don't know if that's similar in Japan at all. But, you know, the fact that she's willing to kind of show that more, you know, emotional side on the other side of the spectrum where normally you'd get a confident, you know, powerful woman on stage or in the ring. Uh, She's putting herself out there and trying to figure out, you know, how to navigate a romantic life with not much experience. You know, I know we like, you know, don't talk too highly of her, but these past two episodes have been in general, in general, very forward for her in terms of, you know, figuring it out for her even if she's not might not get that happy ending that she's hoping for right and yeah and that's something that i don't anticipate her getting but hopefully maybe she finds someone else maybe she's into kind maybe she's in the two pots who knows mm-hmm. um or whatever guys come after that um if she's still around uh and then finally amica amica also gets a b uh you know she was very she was very open to the idea of two pots was very nice with him i, I like the date between the two of them and she opened up a little bit which was nice we actually got to know her um, a little bit. I don't know if she watched Yama's um, YouTube channel or whatever. She did. Um, There's yeah, a picture exactly. of her flicking off Yama. Oh, okay. I did not see that. Okay. So you didn't see it in the uh, show. It, it exists somewhere. Well, no, I'd imagine. Yeah. I mean, Reddit has everything. Yeah. Um, so there's that. But yeah, I, uh, I'll just give her a B. I thought she did pretty good in this episode. Uh, nothing to knock her on, really. Uh, she, yeah, I think she gets an A minus. She's up there with, you know, Tupas and Vivi. Because we got a lot that we didn't know of her before. Because right. before she just seemed like this, as like the panel would put it, alluring, you know, temptress, who seemed very confident in herself. 
Whereas now that she went out with Tupac and like Tupac is very upfront about, you know, him being, you know, a little introverted and a little shy and okay with silence. She's like, this is someone I can also, you know, be like that with where I don't have to maybe put on a face. And she, he even said like, it's like, were you, I wasn't very popular in high school. And she's like, I can imagine you were. And she's like, I wouldn't say I was popular. I, uh, you know, I didn't really, you know, get along with people in my, you know, high school. And so it's, if someone, if like my high school self could see me now, they'd be very surprised with how I might act. And he was like, if I told my high school self that I would be driving a Jaguar with a, a popular girl, he'd be surprised too. Right. And so, you know, we got a lot about who she was because like, this isn't the first time she's felt insecure. There's the whole, you know, job thing way back right. in part two. And so that was like the most real raw moment we've got from her. And I feel like we got another one here where she's, you know, feeling open and able to talk about, you know, her confidence issues. Right. Um, so then there are some other notes that I wanted to bring up that didn't have to do with the, the six castmates. Um, maybe you know more about this than I do, but so we know that Toru is is under investigation for tax evasion, or he was. No, he's not under investigation. He was. Uh, he was found guilty. Oh, okay, right. So there we go. So how about Yama, like going to the camera and then leaving it in, like them not telling, yeah. like the producers not telling Yama, yeah, you can't say that this dude's got tax evasion. Like we can't condone this. Yeah. Um, you know, because they were talking about how much they miss him, uh, which <laughs> which I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. I'm surprised they left in the fact that they're talking about, it's like, we don't talk about him. Like, hey, guys, like, right. because it's super taboo. Like, it'd be even taboo here, but like in Japan, it, even more so. But like, also, I, like, it's not popular in Japan. So like, jokes like that fly more under the radar over there because not a lot of, you know, locals are watching it. Whereas over here, it's, ah, ha, 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 that's so funny. Right. Because it's not a like 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 tax evasion is bad, but like we don't hold, you know, celebrities in that standard where it's like they should be setting an example for us. Right, exactly. There, pointing to the Charles Barkley, I'm not a role model commercial. (laughs) Yeah. But all right, man. Anything else before we wrap? Uh, no. I got nothing else. Nothing in the chambers. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So we'll be back next Thursday. Uh, I'm looking forward to all these relationships yeah. uh, and how they develop too. And uh, Ted, once again, thanks um, for your thanks time for having and, me. and all that. Yeah, of course. Be sure to rate and subscribe and we will see you next week.